1: Oh!
2: Welcome oh, to the wow. Big leagues. That's one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever wow. seen, by.
3: My time will come, and you have to remember my name.
0: Alexander
1: Rocket! Well, Robbie Lawler just went right at Donald, and he's yeah. landing some bombs. Whatever you want to call it from the clinch for Lawler, I mean, just brawling. And...
4: Get in there, push him around, try to beat him up. Uh, he's tough as hell.
1: Robbie Lawler!
2: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier.
5: I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of
2: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I have a... Shortly, we have a guest, uh, Alexander Rakich, who had a very, very... uh, Impressive couple of wins before he was uh stopped by Uzdemir. Uh we'll be on. He's fighting uh Anthony Lionheart Smith. And uh, he's a fun guy to watch this this Rakich. And uh, we also have Robbie Lawler uh, who stepped in for Jeff Neal to face Neil Magney. And hopefully Jeff oh, Neal is doing how, better. How much uh
5: oh yeah, yeah, he's banged up, no?
2: Yeah, no, I know he got yeah, he had it, it was uh, an infection of some sort. He went up in the hospital and almost died. So uh hoping he's
5: uh Yeah. I'm sorry. I see you staring at me, Jimmy. I have, I feel the back of my neck.
4: You what?
5: And I feel like there's a zit. And you don't know, you you don't know, like if you can't see your zit and you feel you have a zit somewhere that you can't see. You don't know if it's like, like ripe. It's ready to, or it's ready. It's really ready to go. It's ready to pop. And I hate feeling like I have like some kind of white.
2: I know. I feel like that a lot. Somebody else that
5: can see it and I can't see it. And they probably want to pop it or tell me to pop it. And I'm
2: not, I'm not a gross guy. But, dude, it's got to be, you got like, I had two of them. And I was trying to pop them, and they hurt. And then I realized they were my balls. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jimmy. <laughs> Shit, I'm
5: light Jimmy, I'm going to fucking faint. That is funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, did you ever watch that? Uh, Matt, did you ever watch Dr. Pimple? The Dr. Pimple Popper? You know,
5: what a good show. Jimmy there's times that my my wife has that on it or something it is i'll tell you it's great to keep you on a fucking diet i'll tell you that much yeah you don't want to i mean it is so nasty man yeah you know i had this when i was training in brazil one time right uh like after i got like sick right and then i'm like what is going on with my my chest it was like a it was like a hard, it wasn't, it wasn't like a zit. It was like something hard and like raised and it was something, I don't know what it means in, it might be a boil in English. boil or cyst, yeah. Yeah, it, but over there it was a, uh, they called it furunco. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I don't know what, what that translates to. But, uh, dude, it was so weird, man. Forget, Dude, listen, give me a ringworm any day of the week. This fucking thing, after like, after uh, like a, I don't know how long, maybe like a week or less or more it like came to like a big head and then like i was you know i had a fever i was like feeling horrible and then it like you like end up like it not popping like like a big zit well a little bit like it starts to it starts to pop like and then you push on your chest i push on my chest and like like pus was coming out
2: oh yeah
5: yes and then at the very end i reached in it's a little hole and i pulled out like a little flummy fucking thing Anyway, it looked like I got a bullet wound in my... my, my uh, it
2: smells bad, too. It smells like cheese and, and a fishy cheese. It's got a real stench to it, too. All right, it's let's... Put it on a Thomas English muffin. Uh, the people, they <laughs>
5: might think are fucking disgusting. Jimmy, it was
2: really... It was the, one of the worst
5: yeah. things I ever had, you know what I mean, from training.
2: It sounds like... Uh, it's funny, we're, we're talking <laughs> to Reykjic soon. When he fought Uzmi, uh, that thing he had on his on his uh, shin at... Uh, he had a, a trim a huge swelling on his shin, which i'm going to guess was from being kicked
5: i think it's i think it's pretty impressive that he won his first four u f c fights before he suffered that split decision to uh to Two time split, out yeah.
2: that was a uh and, and that was a very close fight and i actually thought rakish won it but a bit again it's so close you can't you can't say yeah, it was robbery. It was just. Uh, speaking
5: of close fights, uh, they call me the Segway King. Actually, nobody ever calls me that. Ever.
2: I, from now on, I'm going to. Thank you,
5: but you don't know want to be able to Segway King with ADV. I forget what. <laughs> I forget yeah. what I'm, oh, I know what I'm saying.
2: Segway off a cliff.
5: <laughs> oh shit, Jimmy! Uh, speaking of close fights. The Pedro uh, Munoz and Frankie Edgar uh, fight, Munoz, was, Edgar, yes. it, was, it was super close, man. It really could I think it could have went either way, for sure. And I love Frankie. And I thought Frankie did. It's not. You can't look at that and go, oh, my God. Uh, Pedro was robbed. You can't nope. say. You could say you thought he won the fight. You know what I mean?
2: You know, uh, I had. There was one point people had Edgar down three to one. And I was watching it going, no, I think it's two to two. I remember thinking it was two to two. The fifth round, very, very close. I don't remember who had the strike. I, I, I thought that Frankie won, but I could just be maybe because I like him so much. Uh, maybe I'm maybe in my mind, I see, you know, when you like somebody, you root for them and you tend to see what yeah. they do better. It's really hard to be 100% impartial, um, you know, when you're watching something, which is why what the announcers do is so amazing, that Not they'll yet. talk well about fighters they hate. and. And, and talk about a bad performance of a guy. They're like, we have uh, Alexander Rakich is ready, so we should talk oh, to him. Oh,
5: Alexander. Alex. Let's talk to him. Alexander, how are you, buddy? Do you hear us? Hey.
3: Yes, I hear you. Uh, I'm was... good. How, how hey, are you, Matt?
5: I'm doing great. This is my friend, Jimmy.
2: How you doing, man?
3: <laughs> hey, how are you, Jimmy? Hey. Nice to talk to you guys.
5: You hey, too, buddy. You too. One hell of a fight your last, your last time out with... Uh, with Vulcan that was a, a great fight and pretty close fight
3: you know yeah. a lot of people thought you should have got that nod I won that fight everybody knows that <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, thought, I thought you won the fight I thought it was very close and like these things tend to like Uzdemir had lost a split decision or decision to Dominic Reyes that I thought he won so I guess this kind of stuff goes back and forth but I, I thought you won that fight very closely but I, I thought that uh, that should have been yours
3: yeah, Volkan uh, lost against Reyes by split decision, and I've been watching this fight many, many times. Uh, when I when I'm getting ready for Volkan, I, I study him, and I would not say uh, that Volkan lost that fight. It was it was really, really, really uh, uh, even, and maybe there could be a draw. But yeah, the things you know goes like this and I fought Volkan and they gave it the, the 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 win to him I think the judges was uh, they, they saw my leg because uh, my leg was uh swallow I had uh, a wane under my knee and he kicks this and the wane pops out and getting big you know but this is that what that was yeah that is that this was this was that and uh, my knee was fine and uh one day later, on the airport, when I going back home, I did already shadow boxing, so it, it didn't bother me the leg. You know, it only looks ugly, but uh, yeah. And you need to check the state, uh, the, the the numbers of the of the fight, the strikes uh, and the takedown attempts and the and the control. But things going sometimes uh, not in in my way. Uh, but I, like I said, everybody knows who won that fight. Even the UFC, they give me now Smith uh, a better Ranked opponent than Volkan, and now they put me on main event, and yeah, I'm happy. They see something they like, that's for sure. I
5: mean, you gotta listen. You win your first four UFC fights, and then you feel like you get robbed in your last fight. It's got to be a little frustrating, but at the same time, you see that fight with Volkan and uh, Dominic, and then you see how Dominic did with John Jones. That has to make you feel good about your own abilities, doesn't it?
3: Absolutely, I mean, uh I feel after my last fight against Vulcan, uh I stepped right after the cage and i didn 't feel like a loser. I won that fight for myself, you know, and you know Matt, you know you've been a fighter for a long time and you've fought many, many times, and you know when you go outside of the cage and you're you was like uh, you liked your performance, and this was the same to me, and uh I never felt like a loser and but still. This fight motivated me more and my team and I was uh, trying uh, to to put other things now in this camp and the training uh, and I mean to improving my skills from this last fight and to put a better version of myself and we did it and we are happy about it.
2: Well, it does make you not want to leave things in the judge, which you, you tend to not leave things in the judge's hands. Uh, you know, you, you tend to like to. Uh, I mean, I, first I fight in the UFC, I think uh, first two fights were decisions and the next two were uh, pretty fast and, 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 uh, and very brutal knockouts. But you, you wonder what do the judges look for sometimes? You know, like you, you, we've all seen decisions that will go 30-27 uh, and then another judge has a 30-27 the other way. And you're like, I, I don't know how these guys watched this fight and saw two completely opposite things.
3: Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, everybody loves a, 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 a knockout finish or a submission finish. You know, this is the best way to win a fight. But uh, for this next fight, I'm, I'm ready for three rounds of hell. And it, it's, you know, I'm not going to pre- predict like I'm going to knock him out or submit him. If it happened, it happened. If... Uh, if it goes by decision, I'm happy with that, you know. The most important thing is, for me, the performance is good. And like you said, uh, one guy has 30 to 27, the other, other 30 to 27, you know. It depends uh, how they look the fight. I mean, uh, against Vulcan, he was, he was uh, pushing forward the whole time, but didn't connect, and I was uh, getting, getting back and connect with some shots, and they gave the win uh, to him because uh he's pushing forward but this is a mixed martial art and it's an art it's not like who is going forward and get hit it's like who is getting hit and not get hit you know that's true hey listen the other
5: night very close fight but we were talking about frank yeager and pedro munoz pedro was stalking but frankie used the whole cage and was landing volume and it's kind of like what you're talking about there yeah. That's the
3: best example, Matt. That's the best example. And I was when I watched the fight a couple days ago, I, I think the same. I thought the same. And uh, look, Frankie got the win because he was connecting more yes. and, and, and put more damage. I mean, uh, Pedro made some damage on his leg, but uh, still, Frankie was moving and, and hit him. And I was very impressed by, by the performance.
5: Alexander, for the, for the, for the audience... For, for the people at home, what did you, what did you first, what was the first martial art you got
3: involved in and how old were you? Uh, I was 13 years old when I started with kickboxing. Okay. And yes, my first fight was with 14 and uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I mean, I'm still, I'm 28 years old and still not so old, but yeah, I, I have, have f- a lot of, I have a lot of martial arts experience, you know, uh. And I had almost 40 fights in kickboxing Shit, with man. amateur and and pro. I did also a couple of fights in, in amateur boxing. And, yeah, six, six years later, like, uh, I started kickboxing in 2005. Yeah. And 2011, I switched to, to basically to MMA.
5: And what about the grappling? How did you transition into the jiu-jitsu and having somebody on top of you
3: when you would like to just stand up and punch somebody in the face how did that feel for you uh at the beginning was very hard because i didn't get to used to the small gloves and yeah. you know in 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 mma sparring or in a fight you cannot put your hands in front of yes. your face yeah, 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 and yeah. blocking because every punch go through so <laughs> i i needed i needed to change my style and to put a lot of movements head movements and also the wrestling and the grappling uh at this time i was uh Training with, uh, one, uh, with my coach from Brazil, he was from Brazilian top team, a uh, high level black belt, and uh, it was very important for me because uh, he teach me the base of, of the base of the grappling and the, and, and the, and the ra- I mean more the grappling. and then uh, uh, I put the wrestling in and I was like focusing really, really a lot of the, in this part, but still training uh, my striking and need to change the striking for MMA.
5: Your j ju- your jujitsu coach Alexander when he when he first started working with you knowing you were already an experienced striker at that point did yeah. he did he what did he what was his approach with you did he put you on the floor in bad positions did he start you from the knees did he
3: start you standing what did he what was his how did he start with you with the jujitsu uh, we start basically the basics uh, from the back you know and. Uh... Uh, escaping, hip escapes, uh, arm bars, triangles, homoplaters, and then we start slowly from the knees, you know, the yeah. snap downs, taking, uh, taking the, uh, the back and, and, and then slowly we start with the wrestling, the single leg, the double legs, you yeah. know, it was yeah. like a building up. Like a baby to start to yeah. to to, uh, to start to walking. You know? yeah, yeah, crawl before you yeah. walk. That's,
5: That's awesome. Correct. Was it enjoyable or was it like a, a, a bad kid having to
3: eat his vegetables? Was it like I mean, did you enjoy it or was it at the beginning? I, I need to be honest, I hate it. You know, <laughs> every striker when he comes to the grappling and the wrestling part, he don't like he don't he don't like to wrestle and the grapple, yeah. you know, by the time. I I, I competed in in couple of grappling tournaments and I was success. You know, I had some success. I still uh, like it more and more and more. Yeah. And now, now I would say, my wrestling and my grappling is on the same level as my striking. Ah, that I
5: love that. Yeah. Sorry,
2: uh, and uh, why why is this a three round fight? I, I, was it, did they say why this is three?
3: I mean, uh, I think. Uh, uh, the main event was supposed to be Mar- Magomed Sharipov against Rai Rodriguez. Right. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes. And,
5: and, and RDA stopped up in last minute. And I got gotcha. you.
3: That's right. Yes. And we were supposed to do at a co-main event. And a couple days ago, we got the information. Okay. Uh, this fight is off. And do you want to do the main event? And I say, yeah, why not? And, uh, They they asked me for five rounds. I told him, yeah, why not? I'm going to do five. You know, I didn't prepare for five. I mean, we didn't uh, especially train for five rounds, fight. But I'm in a good condition and I could go five rounds. But uh, I don't know what Smith said to them and something else, you know. And we keep it on three rounds. And it's okay for me, you know. Maybe it takes one round, maybe two, maybe all three. We're going to see it on Saturday. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Isn't it great too, though? This is your first main event um, that you get to do it without the four months of buildup or whatever. You get the, the pressure of the main event. You only have to deal with for a couple of days. You only have to go three rounds. So you're getting that main event experience, but you're kind of doing it in a way where it's it's not quite as much uh, stuff leading up to it. So I think it's a great way to get a main event.
3: That's absolutely, man. To getting a main event and, and in Vegas... A dream came true, you know. Three years ago, when I signed with the UFC, I couldn't believe I'm in the UFC. Now, three years later, I get the main event against uh, Anthony Smith, uh, a uh, former title challenger. And, you know, everything everything goes by plan, and and uh, I'm happy about it.
5: This he is the out. confidence. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. You no, 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 no. see the confidence yeah. of someone that feels he never... He never lost in the UFC. That's the confidence you're looking at, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, yes, I. It says he doesn't give an an S. I'm trying to clear yes. the language. We just met. I don't want to see him.
3: Yeah.
5: Alexander's got the confidence of an undefeated UFC, a UFC fighter. You understand? I like that, Jimmy. Thank right, you. Go back to what you were asking. Jimmy. I'm sorry.
2: No, that's okay. Um, I, I was. Oh, when you started, when you said when you were 13, what? Uh, are you from Austria? Yes. What What motivated you to start? Was it, did you grow up in a rough neighborhood, or did you just like what you saw? What What made you want to uh, do it? Because you're a big guy.
3: Yes. Uh, I'm basically living in Austria my whole life. I was born there and raised there, but I'm not actually Austrian. I'm from Serbia, from the Balkans, and my parents came like uh, in the 90s to Austria like a refugees, and I grew up. I grew up in a in a in a in a area in Vienna where was a lot of immigrants. You know a lot of different cultures and it was, like you said, it was a a rough, rough um, place there Uh, and you needed to fight all the time, you know, Uh, I was a kid with a lot of energy, a lot of energy, I would (laughs) say, Uh, and I started to play football uh, as a kid and I was so violent in the games (laughs) and uh, when I came home after the training, I still had energy, you know, and one day i went to the to the training and it was a fight i don't know me against one guy and the and the, and the coach kicked me out of the of the of the of the team and i was thinking oh what am i going to do now and there was like a kickboxing gym 5 minutes away from, from the from the place where we was uh, living and i signed in there for one year and started immediately to train 5 days a week every day and yeah they, that's, they, that's basically the story well, did,
2: did you want to fight oh, so, i'm sorry about it. did you want to be a fighter or did you just like training uh, i just liked training
3: in the beginning because i had a lot of energy you know and if i don't lose this energy i would do some troubles you know somewhere so and this was the perfect balance for me but i um, re- i realized i realized in a couple of weeks of training. I want to be a fighter and I want to be a world champion.
5: That is so awesome. I love that you got kicked off the football team for being too violent. That is that, that <laughs> won me. over. That's why
2: amazing. What you mean? I think he means, I don't think he means American football. What if, oh, for kick! That's even better. Soccer, soccer? soccer, yeah, yeah, yes. better,
5: man. <laughs> that's so what yeah. happened? You they, so they're kicking the balls, and you start kicking them. What happens?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was in the defensive. I was, yeah. I was a defensive player, and when the <laughs> o- offense comes, you know, I didn't try to to steal the ball. I want to to chop them, you know. I chop yes. them, basically, and then <laughs> I get the red card, and the red card oh, because I was on. never, I was never the 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 best. Technique guy in football, yeah. I never had the best, but I was the hard worker and the strong guy, you know. And that, uh, the, the, when when we went to the to the to the play, you know, to the to the match, the guys who know me they say, oh my god, we play against him again. We need to be we need, we need to take care of him, and we need to you know. How, that, <laughs> Jimmy you hear about that on like a
5: hockey team some yes. guys and owners being like the bruisers the enforcer you don't, really, the enforcer.
2: You yeah. don't hear about do you hear about that on soccer not really do you we don't I don't watch it as much <laughs> but I there's enough fights in soccer but I think there's less than hockey um but I think soccer is amazing for cardio like you need cardio to to place because literally you're fucking running for 90 minutes up and down the the field. There's very few breaks. How how do you get a break in soccer? Do they just kind of call you and pull you out or how how do you get rest?
5: Well, Alexander gets rest by fouling
2: people.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But you basically, basically you rest, you know, I was the defensive player. Basically you rest when the ball is the other side and my team is attacking, you know, Uh. then I can rest, you know, and, and stay in my position and, and, and pay attention where the ball, ball goes. But, uh, yeah it's it 's like a short sprint, then you have a, a, a time to recover then again, okay. short sprint, then maybe a corner happened, and then you go on your place you know it's it 's not like fighting all the time, like uh, five minutes uh, giving action it 's like maybe one minute or thirty seconds, two minutes, and then you have a break you know
2: yeah i I uh, soccer always scared me because I was always I saw a girl in gym class get kicked in the face with the ball. Like uh, just and and it's just always horrified me. Soccer is a scarier sport than uh, than baseball to me.
5: Yeah, Jimmy's not made for MMA for a fight. No, when he tells you that <laughs> the sock is a little too violent for him.
2: Yeah, if, so, if soccer's scary. Yeah, I'm not meant to be in a cage. <laughs> so
5: Alexander wants to hang up on us now. You're telling him that you're not. Sock is too too rough for you. Well, Listen, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't want to stir some shit, but you are fighting and you're fighting soon. It's this weekend. And yes. let me ask you something. Uh-oh. Anthony Smith, Who you know, we like Anthony Smith. Sure. And he, listen, he's a well-known guy. This is such a huge opportunity. People know him. He's behind the. He works as analyst work, behind a desk. He's fighting. Um, he fought for the title, like you said. He said that he called – what's he doing? He's calling you a one-trick pony. What is he talking about? Now, what trick is that? The striking? What is he talking about?
3: Could be. Uh, I heard also this week uh, that I'm – he said I'm a one-dimensional fighter but uh I'm happy with this if he thinks he's like this, you know, but uh in one way, it's like he didn't does his home homework and he didn't check out my fights. I have now five fights in the u f c and he when he saw the second fight of my career in the i mean the second u f c fight I fought in Hamburg against Justin Ladad, and this was a he was, at this time, ranked number 15 in the heavyweights, and he was unbeaten. He was 9-0. and And if you watch this fight, it, it went, like, through distance, three rounds, five minutes, but the most uh, – the uh, the fight was uh, all about the grappling and the wrestling. Oh. I, yes, I grinded, I grinded, I hit him, and in this night, I made the UFC uh, history record. The most different, differential strikes in one single fight. Nice. I threw him, like – Two hundred sixty-three strikes, and he he threw twenty-eight. Wow!
5: When I when I hear that, and when I hear Anthony Smith say that, a one-trick pony. I think he's gonna look to just try to get. I think he's gonna look to try to you know utilize his grappling.
0: That's what I Absolutely. think, Jimmy.
5: What do you think, Alexander? He's trying to say, why strike with you when I can just choke you?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, uh, for this camp, I brought a extra coach, a wrestling coach. He was, he's living in Sweden, but he's from Iran, and he was, he's the former or the still the coach of Overeem, and he was the coach of Anthony Johnson and Witter Belfort. You know, and I was training with him the whole camp. He's like uh, 110 kilos. I think this is uh, 2 235 to pounds. I was training with him and I was wrestling with him and he gave me a hard time and I was really working on this wrestling. He was also wrestling in the States. He was a, he's all American and he was a wrestling in the national WA division one. Uh, So I prepared for everything. Also I grapple with my, with my coach, with my uh, grappling coach uh, BJJ black belt as well. And I'm ready for everything. You know, if it, try to take me down, he can try and you're going to see and you're going to feel my power and uh, I've been, I need to be honest, in this camp, I went through hell for for eight weeks. I'm
5: fucking, I'm psyched, Jimmy, I am psyched. Oh, but by the way, Alexander, when you're giving your wrestling coaches credentials, you might want to leave out Anthony Johnson. He's not, he he got strangled every other fight, but... (laughs) If you were saying for power punching, I would say, I got Anthony Johnson's coach, but I'm fucking psyched for you, Alexander. I'm psyched. Jimmy, Jimmy, this is going to be a fucking main event. Yeah. I'm not happy the other one got canceled, but I'm not really upset knowing that this is going to be the main event.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm, going to put a statement and I'm going to put a show on Saturday and – I'm gonna shock the world once again, like I did it in Stockholm against Jimmy Manua.
2: That was uh, that, that was one that. of the loudest knockouts I've ever oh, sh- heard. I mean that that left foot to the side of that it was your left foot, right? You, you threw your left yes. kick. Wow, yes. was that? It, it, and I think they even commented, if I remember, that that's what a baseball bat sounds like. And that was a dev- Manua is a, a very big, strong guy, and he. I mean, he was arms down back you ran over and realized that he was out you didn't even try to throw another punch
3: no it wasn't it wasn't necessary you know um i still when i close my eyes and think on this fight i have still this picture in in my head when when my 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 shin or my foot catches chin you know and i was right away i was i i I know this He's over you know it's It's over i don't yeah it yeah it is and uh yeah, it's one of, my, one of my favorite techniques.
2: And you went over to him. Uh, he was laying there. He was out for a while. And uh, yeah, as a fighter, when you, I mean, everyone wants to knock somebody out. But does there come a point when you knock somebody out where it goes on a little long and they don't get up and you're like, oh, is this guy okay? Like, did you start to worry that he might not be okay?
3: Absolutely. You know, after one minute, he didn't stood up. And I was like, worry about him. And, and, and then finally he stood up, but he was, he was like wobbling on the feet, you know, and they, uh, he, he went for the backstage and I come back, you know, and I asked the UFC, can I talk to him? And they let me in, but he saw me, but he didn't realize that that's me. And yes, and I was worried for sure. And then we went back to the hotel and then I got a message from the UFC. Hey, Jimmy is okay. We went to the hospital. He did the MRI. The head is okay. And I was like, okay, thank God. Everything is good. You know?
2: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Cause it looked like you were concerned in the cage and then, you know, they have to keep the other fighter away while they're tending to him.
3: Alexander, but, uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy.
5: Okay. I was, I was going to ask you, cause you were talking about how loud Jimmy that strike was that kick. What do you think about fighting with no crowd? Is it? Do you think it's gonna feel like sparring? I mean, it's it's a little weird. It's a little different. But I mean, there's no there's no audience. Do you think? Give thought? Yeah,
3: yeah. You you you. Th- yeah, you are absolutely right. I think it's a sparring with small gloves and no shin guards and and no headgear. And look, for me, I'm a type of guy. I don't care where I fight. If I fight in front of the crowd of twenty thousand. Or if I fight in the park or in the in 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 somewhere else, I don't care. I come to fight. I come to fight, you know. And this don't bother me, you know. Even better now, with no crowd, I'm gonna hear my coaches better and the advice they gave me. So and I I'm gonna hear also Anthony, you know, um, his his reactions and how he how he react in my punches, you know. Maybe I don't know uh, his breathing or when when it comes to the clinch you know yeah. so it's it's i think it's, it's 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 it makes sense you know to fight you know uh at this time with no crowd for me
2: well you're an exciting guy to watch i mean your fights you, you know, even the, the fight to usmare like i said i thought you wanted but that was still a great fight so uh, we're looking forward to this. Uh, we love Anthony too. So th- this should be an incredible fight. And I'm, and I'm happy for you that you got a main event and, and your visibility is, all this does is raise your visibility way up. So it, it's great for you. So good luck on Saturday. I hope, I hope you have a good fight.
3: Nice to meet thank you, man. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Ma- uh, Matt and uh, Jimmy, right? Yes, you got it. And uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And yeah, maybe we speak uh, after the fight again. Yeah, 10%. Take care, yeah. man. Good talking to uh, you.
5: Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Alexander. Jimmy, yeah. I, I like meeting new people. Jimmy, why'd you have to bring up about Anthony Johnson? <laughs> I was oh, just... What's the matter? Ask you about- I'm an idiot. How could you? <laughs> Jimmy, I got a thing where I can't keep my big
2: mouth shut. Matt, you said... <laughs> Matt, this is what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funny part. To I know. said what <laughs> you were thinking, Jimmy. Oh, no, but you, you said... <laughs> like you, you like, I like Anthony Johnson. If, if, I, 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 if I mention a loss, like if I say, "Well, yeah, you had a loss," Matt will be like, "Well, it'd be a little negative." But you just said to the guy, <laughs> "Well, if you're mentioning your your pedigree, you might not, but mention him. He got strangled." <laughs> I mean, that's the guy who trained him for this. Jimmy, come
5: on. That's why we do this. We got to shoot from the hip. That made me That laugh. was fun. That was
2: fucking no, fun. That, oh, that oh he's talking about that. his
5: grappling coach, and he has great credentials. <laughs> the wrestling coach. And he's also the coach <laughs> of Vita Belford. And I'm thinking about him met with Weidman mounted on him. And I'm like, okay, but Veltman, you know, he has, he's good at grappling, good grappler. And then he's Anthony Johnson's grappling coach. I go, I ah, yeah! want to change the subject. Holy fuck, Jimmy, you're so funny. But uh, see, what a nice kid.
2: You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training Bundle. You can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code ufc 10 And you get 10% off and Matt and I get the credit. And that's all that matters.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
1: the legend robbie lawler
2: yes how's it going guys now yeah we were just calling you a legend now i I know that's always awkward for a person to realize but do you realize that you are like a a, a legend does that do you do you ever think of that does that mean anything to you
4: uh i mean i guess it's nice for people to say but that'd be kind of weird for me to think of myself as that (laughs) I'm just like another guy doing, doing his thing. Yeah, he's so humble. I feel, you know, I feel so old now because,
5: Robbie, I remember being in the UFC. And I remember the first time I met Robbie, he was with Pat Miletic. And he was, and I might have brought this up before because it's weird because everybody's calling you a legend and you are and for what you've done in the sport. But I remember he was a young, shy, explosive kid. And this is after I saw his first fight. So I knew he was a savage. And he had something. He was getting the fighters, all the fighters, to sign something for his dentist. Do you remember this, Rob? <laughs> this was 20 years ago. Literally. This is when he was like 19. Yeah. How old were you, 19? When you came into the UFC? Uh, first, first time,
4: 20, 20, years. 20 years old. 20, oh, 20 years old. I tried oh, with him yeah. when I was 19, but then didn't fight until they...
5: Well, I mean, listen, that's, that's how long ago this was, Jimmy. This, he was, he was yep. that, that old, just a nice kid. Having, hey, so my, my dentist or something. I think it was a dentist. It yeah, was chiropractor. Years, it's chiropractor. It's chiropractor. All right, yep. I'm not out of my mind. All right, you <laughs> had everybody sign something. I mean, I don't know. And now uh, look yep. at you. Now look at so many years later, you're still kicking ass.
4: Yeah, trying. I mean, just trying to hold on as long as possible, doing what I enjoy. And I love competing.
5: That's what the thing it's what it is. It's is the passion still there? It's not just the paycheck. Are you enjoying the whole process still there? I mean, that's a lot of fight camps and, and
4: Yeah, I, I am enjoying the process and it's uh it's fun to uh your body changes as you get older, you have to adapt and, and try to figure out how much work, how much recovery, and uh try to keep up with these young guys.
2: I, I guess so, right? Like are now are you happy that this is uh a three-round fight—that's got to be a nice break, considering how many five-round fights you've had. This is a, li- a little bit less. Uh, I mean, then again, you haven't had uh, when you found this out pretty late, right?
4: Yeah, I, I think I've had uh, three weeks to get ready, including this week. So, I mean, short time, but it is what it is. Just go out. I'm always trying to knock somebody out, anyway. So I'm not.
2: Eh. You weren't that out of. You weren't that like far away from being where you need to be.
4: Yeah, but, like, mindset-wise, I'm like, I'm not trying to go five rounds. Obviously, it happens. I'm not trying to go three rounds. I'm trying to knock somebody out.
2: What uh, – you, now, you haven't fought – I think August was your – was last, the fight with Colby was last August. Was there a reason for the layoff? Was it recovery, or was it just uh, you had something uh, that you were thinking of, and then the, this whole pandemic hit?
4: Uh, yeah, no, nothing really uh, came. Uh, no fights that interest me, and then this – Whatever hit, and uh just kinda I thought maybe I was gonna fight early June, but uh wasn't quite ready then, and then just could never get anything uh signed, no fights uh interest me, and then it was just kind of like, all right, let's just go out there and fight, and then the guy fell out, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll hop uh relatively short notice. it has to feel good,
5: Robbie. No, I mean, your last couple of fights with Colby and then uh, Ben Ben Askren, you know, you're fighting such heavily um, based like grapplers, like, you know, they'll strike just to. well, Ben's not going to really try to strike, but you know, they're going to just try to get a hold of you and you got to, you know, it's hard for you to let go because you know, they're just going to try to get a hold of you. Now you're fighting Neil Magny, who, hey, listen, he's well-rounded, he has grappling, but his wrestling is, it, and this is. Not a knock on him. His wrestling is not at the ability of those guys. So that has to be a little bit more freeing for you, as far as letting your hands go.
4: Does that make? Does that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, and it just comes down to it. Shouldn't really matter who I. It shouldn't really matter who I fight. I need to get my hands going. Uh, but yeah, this is a good fight. I mean, obviously his wrestling's not at those guys' caliber. So it'll, hopefully, I'll be able to dictate and do what I want and uh, let my hands go.
5: Yeah, because, you know, when you got such
4: high level grapplers, you know, all right,
5: one, if I don't, if I, one wrong move, he's just on me. So some guys get a little gun shy. I mean, you can always start on the body, but at that level, it's like, oh, and if they get you down once and they get you a little bit more gun shy, the next time you got to pull the trigger because you're like, these guys are just trying to grapple me. And Neil Magny, you know, well-rounded guy, big, long, lean I mean, I don't know. It's not going to be that easy to get a hold of you. I mean, shit. Well, I mean, Ben Askren went through hell to get get through that fucking that yep. thing. Oh my god, Jesus! I think you softened them up for Hoy's knee. Is what I think. I think he was still feeling you. Yeah, just, fight. Just,
4: yeah. Uh, George did a great job of finishing them off. Uh, right. Good, so. Yeah. So,
2: H- how have you been handling this whole? Uh, this, this uh pandemic or th- this thing we've been dealing with, have you been like, are you a paranoid guy about getting sick or are you just kind of uh, comfortable, you're not worried about it?
4: No, I'm not too worried about getting sick. I mean, if you get sick, then your body does what your body's supposed to do and uh, fights off the disease and then you get the antibodies. So, I mean, it is what it is. I can't live my life in fear of something that you might get. And if you do get it, your chances of uh, – Beating it are really really high,
2: so. So yeah, that's kind of a fighter's mentality, I think, too. Like, because what you guys deal with is such a dangerous way of living. I mean, you know, your your whole job is like, look, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of danger associated with this. So I think, yeah, you guys have that mentality too, where it's just, if it happens, it happens. You know, you kind of ha- you kind of have to think that way to fight for a living. I think.
4: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh I think most people should think that way. It's just like. The percentage of people dying from this uh, virus is going down as we speak, and um, just doesn't worry me. I, and I'm going to live anyways. <laughs> Even if the percentage was higher, I'm going to live. Like I can't oh, right. break myself up and like die not living. Man, that's ruthless, that's Robbie Lawler. If
5: COVID should be afraid of you, Robbie, is what I think. <laughs> you know, Robbie. Now, are you a big in your in your in your uh, spare time? Uh, I don't. You know, I've never seen you as a big partier. What do you like? Do You like to read books? Or you're, you're streaming anything with the wife? What are you watching on TV? What do you What do you like to do in your in your spare time?
4: Uh, I actually like to to work out in my spare time. That's so awesome. Like, but but uh been watching a lot of soccer uh soccer yeah I that's watch. interesting my son's in the soccer i'm i'm in the soccer uh oh, shoot. he's in the tennis a little bit but meditation type stuff and working out and action movies so that's, that's awesome and i do books on uh audio books yeah oh what are you Otherwise, listening to if, if i'm if i'm listening to myself as I'm reading, then yeah. I'm gonna fall asleep.
5: Yeah, 100. percent I can't get to anything but possibly a comic book. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> what are you listening? What are you listening to on audiobook? Anything? Anything? Hold
4: it here. Basically, just ways to uh, be a better uh, dad, and just different ways to basically how how to work hard. So, uh, hold on, let me. Give me one second. You, am I still on your audio? Yeah, if yeah, yeah, yes, sir. yeah. You go ahead, check it out. Hold on one second. I'll look at my. Uh, yeah, I want to see notes right now. I realize so how productive one, raising men is. One of them. Let's see what else I have. The talent code. The, the talent. What is the talent code? And how do Jimmy crack it? Is basically you work hard. You put in the hours. Common sense type stuff, but it's basically the more you work, the easier stuff gets, the more luck you get because of the work you put in. But it's basically, obviously, uh, Can't Hurt Me I have on here. with David. Hurt Me? Women's. What is Can't... For, for the audience at home and me and Jimmy, what is Can't Hurt Me? Is is more of a mentality where nothing that comes in your way you can't pretty much work through and battle through. And he actually use everything in his life that was terrible and just use it as strength to build him and now he's running marathons ultra marathons was a navy seal just doing extraordinary things but it was all out of people trying to take him down or whatever demons he had and just basically you can't stop me i'm gonna gonna keep working and, and getting better
2: were his things That's cuz you kind of touched on it too the things that were holding him back were they uh, outside forces or were some of them his own his own making
4: uh outside forces which created his mentality of stuff that he had to deal with and, and get past so yeah both, a little both
2: do you get in your own way? I mean, we all do at some point, but you know, you seem like such a driven person. Do you ever find yourself getting in your own way? Is there things that you're like, gosh, shit, I wish I was better at doing this or not doing that to to get my own way?
4: Uh, I don't know if I get in my own way, I might go the wrong way for too long before I realize, all right, maybe that wasn't the way to go. So, uh, no, I I just I I don't really think so.
2: That's a good quality. Uh, and the, and the meditation I wanted to ask you about because you mentioned meditation and I've always had a hard time with it and I want to be able to do it, but I just can't, how do you, are you good at slowing your brain down or did you have to force yourself to acquire the ability to, to do that in order to meditate?
4: Uh, no, no, I'm pretty, pretty relaxed anyways, but I think it's more or less, uh, how would I say this? It's, your your mind basically tries to take over and like all right i have these clothes to wash i need to eat i need this i need to make sure i get enough sleep so like instead of meditating and being in the present moment you're thinking about what just happened or what's happening in the future the more you realize it's happening the easier it is to go all right like come back to the present moment, fill your body, Feel relax, those types of things. But it's, but it's definitely a thing that you have to continue to do to, to get good at. All
5: right. Well, let's Jimmy, body. Jimmy, I'm sorry. Before you yeah, let him go, sure, man, I sure. just want to point out one thing. In the MMA, there's a lot of cool moments, you know, in the UFC over the years. One of the coolest is the battle between Robbie and Rory McDonald. And I forgot which round it was. But the bell rang, and they both just stayed staring at each other until the ref actually made them go to their separate – I get chills, Robbie. <laughs> I get chills thinking, uh, first of all, an amazing fight, but of that moment, I don't know why, but in a, in, a, in a sport filled with many moments, it stands out. And I just wanted to point that out to you. That was great. Oh, right? thank you. Appreciate Holy it. Holy shit. Jimmy, watch that fight just – for, for a great. Yeah, I don't remember that but, moment. Jimmy? I remember that moment. That one, <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember the round, Robbie. Do you remember that round? What
4: before you guys had the? Oh, yeah, I remember it. It was in the at the end of the fourth round. That's what it was. All over the place. I, Think about I that. Of, I spit blood out of my mouth and kind of like kind of was, like, let's go. And it was the and it was
5: before it was the end of the fourth round in an epic, an amazing fight. Yeah. And the next round, unless it was the wrong fight, did you stop it with the punch to the nose? Is that what yeah, I did stop it with a punch to the nose. God, Jimmy. But, Jimmy, before – the punch to the nose alone was, was devastating and brutal. You might not want to watch that, Jimmy. If you've got a weak stomach, I know you
2: no, do But No, no, it, it
5: crunched. It was rough. <laughs> uh, but that moment before, it was great. All right, Robbie. That was the moment of the fight. Yes, it was. All right, Chad. Good
2: talking to you. Fighting in the co-main event um, against Neil Magny, stepping up on three weeks – uh, notice replacing, replacing Jeff Neal. So good luck, man. Again, we who doesn't love watching you fight. Every fight you're in is is fun to watch. So I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Good talk, Robbie.
4: Yeah. Yep, take it easy, guys. All right, All right. be good, Robbie. Take, take care, care. buddy.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up?
5: Jimmy, can I tell you what I was saying, thinking of before, while it just flew back into my head?
2: Uh, <laughs> was, Jimmy, it now, was it about? Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah Alexander. You know, you can fucking up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With Alexander,
5: he was talking about how, you know, he didn't really like the grappling at first. You know, and this is what I find with guys who are experienced strikers trying to do the grappling compared to the other way around, with the grapplers trying to transition to the striking. The striker, especially if there's an experienced one, they need patience. And the grappler needs balls. In other words, this is the deal. Wrestlers, they transition to striking a lot better sometimes than jiu guys. You know what I mean? Because jiu-jitsu guys, they, 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 some guys are not made for getting hit. And it's such a technical sport. It can be rough. It can be grueling. It can be brutal, the training. But it could also, you know, you're not getting touched, you know. wrestling's a little bit more gritty. As far as with the, 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 you know, the the type of athlete, you know, the the training, the technique, but it's also the strength and the endurance of the practices. And so when they train, there's a lot of those guys that get hits, they're maybe better suited for it, but they still have to get hit, you know? And it's like, fuck, if they can't get past that obstacle, they're not made for MMA, you know what I mean? Uh, Or they're not made for a fight. But with, a, with the kickboxing guys and the, and the striking guys, I should say in general, boxing, whatever it is, when they transition over to MMA, they, they know they're ready for a fight. And they actually right. think that's not foul. You're just holding me. So they almost got that kind of attitude. Instead, they should have the patience. I don't you, I'm kind of thinking out loud. No, but I think that you're. Uh, well, you know, I'm hitting something on the head. All right.
2: Yeah.
5: I'm rambling? Yes. No, not at it's all. A podcast. You're not rambling, Jimmy. Listen, hey, we went over our picks, but let's talk about some of the fights we were talking about. Shauna, weren't we? Yes, that was. I love seeing and the best. You know what I like? My favorite part. I, I don't think you did. You see the fight? Of course I
2: you did. did. Yeah, 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 Jimmy. Amazing.
5: What do you think? My favorite part of it, and if I'm going to answer with three words, they're the same word, and I'm going to say it over and over again. Yeah. What do you think I liked at that fight with Shana Dobson?
2: Three words? Yeah.
5: That's what I wanted to say. Because that is what Shana was doing. Because oh. she was the underdog. Oh, she yeah. started barking and roughing.
2: She was the biggest underdog of the night, I think. If, am you I correct? Do
5: it now. You do it. It's fun. Uff, uff,
2: uff, uff. No, I'm not <laughs> good. I, I, I I, I'm not a good. I, I'm not. Good. Jimmy,
5: I'm sorry. We, we can edit that out.
2: I'm no, no, we should leave it and I, let them I, say no, how bad no, I am. No, because
5: I did it. I did her. She was an eight to one underdog. Yeah, I, I can so do That's it. why she was barking at the end of that yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, I would have been barking too if I, I was actually. I was a bigger underdog with GSP. I didn't bark. I did a cartwheel and act like a G. But if I was an eight to one, I would have been barking all over that motherfucker. Yeah, you know. It's
2: funny. Did you? By the way, did you love <laughs> did you Joe mean? Selecki? uh on the back the standing oh where he could choke of Austin Hubbard. was that amazing
5: Joe selecki is uh, a fantastic jujitsu fighter and he plays to his strengths and i'll tell you when he had that 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 uh the rear back uh triangle um he he was he could have been up there all day a lot of people are like oh it's gotta be taxing for his legs and if he gets off there dude he could have just been make texting on the back or something. He could have been tweeting. He was just chilling. And when a, when a guy, a grappler like Selecki, gets their arms around your neck and they get that, that rear naked choke, it doesn't have to be right on the chin. It can be on the jaw. And as long as that hand's hidden behind his head, the, 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 uh, the back arm, in other words, the arm that's around the neck, holds the bicep, the other arm is going to be behind the head. As long as it's behind there, you can break somebody's jaw. It'll go on the neck. So it was a matter of time, I feel, you know, if, yeah. uh, when he was on that back. It was really, because uh, I don't think he was getting out, Hubbard, unless he was uh, going to look to ride out that round and hopefully next round do
2: better. What, let me ask you about, about that, about hanging on the back like that. There was an, an, uh, One of the first seasons, it might have been season one even or season two of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Where they were showing that test, and I want to say they were welterweights, Going this is what, around you're thinking the heavyweight.
5: Of. That's what you're thinking of. It was Rich Franklin versus Matt Hughes. That was, the, that was the season. They were buddies. They didn't fight at the end, but that was the season. And uh, Rich Franklin had, I forgot the heavyweight. It's probably going to come to me afterwards. But it was a heavyweight. And the the um, welterweight, who fought at, I believe, lightweight, was big. Was it Big Daddy? Big Daddy. Joe, Joe no, Joe Daddy, not Big Daddy, Joe Daddy Stevenson. And, and
2: Jimmy the other one was Diego,
5: no. Stop no. it, Jimmy. Am I
2: wrong? No, the heavyweight. No, the heavyweight no, 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 was, no, Mike no. That, and, was Mike oh, Whitehead. I believe. I believe was Mike. Diego was season one. Diego was season one. Oh no, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I know yeah he's no, the no, this
5: is season two. Because, because he fought our guy, Luke Cuomo, was our guy back in the day. Uh, they fought in the finale of that. So it was season two, and uh, so they had a contest where Mike, I believe it was Mike Whitehead, had a stand there, big heavyweight. And Joe, Joe uh, Stevenson had to climb around his back. Yes. Oh, then the other guy was uh, G- George Grigel versus uh, – and he was he was hanging on somebody. I forgot. But anyway, uh, Rich Franklin, for, oh, yeah, he forfeited. He didn't let George Grigel do it because he wanted his fighter fresh. And the other two guys were burnt because Matt Hughes was having him. No, oh, don't be a quitter. And he had those guys do that. The one guy's legs were shot. The other guy – was dying. But anyway, that's what you're thinking of, Jimmy. They did a lot, right? They went on for a while. Yeah, they did some kind of record. But listen, they went round and round like a record. But Jimmy, the point is that Joe Stevenson, you could find him on Kingdom on Netflix, which oh, lies right. it's an MMA show that's on Netflix, where, which we did on Look, Dana White Looking for a Fight. Like a few years back, we visited the set of that. It's with our, our buddy, Frank Grillo. You know, and one of the Jonah mm-hmm. brothers is in there too. And uh, it's about an MMA gym. Guess who is in? in uh, he's a fanatic with it. He? he loves this show. Guess who loves Kingdom? Who loves Kingdom? Who loves the MMA show Kingdom on Netflix? Who is he's just obsessed with it?
2: Not Sarah.
5: Absolutely not. I mean, listen, I get through some, ep- I, I don't, I think it's a good show, but it's a little depressing. Dana White. Dana liked it a lot. I remember back when we were watching it. Think about it. What is this? Definitely. Well, he's a huge. He's a big time coach.
2: He's a big coach of what? Of MMA. Ray Longo. Ray Longo loves Kingdom.
5: He oh, this Kingdom! I go what? He goes, oh, I go, Longo, it's like a train wreck. I can't. He goes, oh, it gets worse and worse. And he likes negative shit. So I go, oh, boy, you must be in heaven, you, he fucking, you fucking ghoul Longo. Uh, and then the one guy, and then he goes, listen, I'm, I'm on the first season. And then he goes, and then this guy becomes a real estate agent. And I go, ah, Longo, spoilers, you crazy old man telling me about the ending. Anyway. What's up, Jimmy? What are we <laughs> Listen,
2: I'm tired. I, I, <laughs> I have to do a sound check for something.
5: Jimmy, you just look at me after after an hour show. You look at me. Hey, what's next? You're like, I'm tired. <laughs> Jimmy, I was, I'm, Jimmy, I know I'm a bit much. You started so strong with me, and I apologize. No,
2: no, no, no. It's not that. For, I, for, I, for I it's Monday. I didn't sleep well.
5: <laughs> You're making me cry, though. You just look at me. I ask what's next. You're like, oh, "I'm tired." I don't blame you, Jimmy. I I have this effect on everybody. Anyway, that's the ice cream man. Imagine if I run out for the ice cream man like a fat kid. All right, listen. Let's call it. I'm going to talk to you in a couple of days. We had a hell, of, Jimmy. Hell of a show. I enjoyed talking to, you. and I had a good time uh, getting to know Alexander there.
1: Yeah, I
2: liked him a lot. Really did. Nice guy.
5: All right, Jimmy. Um, congratulations to uh Frankie Edgar. And uh and listen, and Pedro Mudos, hold your head up high, man. That really yes. was a phenomenal fight. Um Mike Rodriguez, first round, one with strikes, beautiful. Incredible. Joe Selecki, first round. Oh, good fights, Jimmy. Shauna Dotson with the upset and the barking.
2: And don't forget, uh, um, you said, uh, Daniel, did you say, da- Oh, you didn't say Daniel Rodriguez over. Oh, Grant. Sorry. That was what an incredible, uh, he got knocked down very quickly. Um, and I forget what, what punch he threw to, 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 to fin- What did he throw to finish it? Um, <sighs> oh, I, I don't remember. I'm trying to think of who threw Matt. again, it's also confusing. There was a, uh, a tie clinch, uh, I'm trying to think with the heavy elbows coming out of it. Hey, Jimmy. Do you know which fight I mean or no?
5: Um, No, because I got ADD and I was about to read something. But can I tell you really? I'm sorry. Go back to what you were. No, we buddy. That's okay. I'm sorry, Jimmy.
2: No, because I might be thinking of a rakish fight. I watched You think of different, rakish fights. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
5: Listen, they, they go into each other. What do you think of the way Sean O'Malley is handling his law, handling? How do you think? How do you think? Sean O'Malley is handling this loss. Did you know uh, Well, no. I mean,
2: he's – what is he saying? I know he's saying that, uh, hey, look, he hurt his ankle. Um, maybe it wasn't hurt as badly. Um, but he's basically
5: saying that he, he lost to a guy that he thinks he's, he's not, is not that good. I don't, it's funny that – you know what? It's weird because he's a young kid. How old is he, 25, Sean O'Malley? He's A young kid, right? So, you know, at 25, you're gonna say like stupid things. It's one thing to feel that you're the next champ and the greatest thing and hold yourself with that with that with that confidence, sure. But to lose to a guy like Marlon Chido Vera and to kind of, yeah, to kind of, it's listen, he's saying he's not humble, Did he put a humble tweet. And it was kind of like him with some chicks on him. He's playing video games. And it was meant as a joke. Like he's not really humble. He's still yeah confident. And he actually doubled down on that and people goes, Look, man, that was a joke. I'm not humble. Fuck that. He was like, I lost to a guy that that I, you know, that, that I did that I feel that I'm better than And I didn't, you know, kind of like feeling he should shouldn't have really lost because it was more of an injury thing with his leg. I don't know, Jimmy. I don't I mean, I, I look at it two different ways. One, you don't want to, you know. You don't want to clip a bird's wings, Jimmy. You gotta sure. that. Like you don't want to ruin somebody's confidence if they got that confidence of a champion. Sure, but you know you got to. You know, real recognizes real. I mean, Marlon is a real dude. Sure. Marlon you know, Cheeto Vera. He's not the one who really talks shit. He went there and he and he did what he had to do. Oh, he's funny though. He, he wrote. He did a tweet. He did a tweet after that. He's like laugh out loud. The, he's a little bitch or something like that. He don't even get it. He's, uh, Marlon's a real dude, man. What does he do? He goes out, he surfs, he comes back, takes care of his family, and yeah. gets ready to fight in the cage. He loves to fight. I would like to see, you know, Sugar Sean O'Malley get a few wins, and then and let's see uh, what's up with Marlon, and maybe one a day in the future, they could run Maybe that they run back.
2: that back. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's one of those things too, man. Yeah. You, you always see a guy, it's his first loss. So yeah. he may have this thing when you're undefeated, you may have this thing of invincibility. And when you lose, it may challenge that feeling of invincibility. So he's grappling with that. Like not like, yeah, I lost to a guy. Was like who, part of that? Like when Rhonda lost, it was, it was very hard for her. Um, sometimes that happens when you have this thing of invincibility. I think when you lose, it shakes it sometimes in a way that's harder to recover from for some people i thought that happened to nganu uh, especially after the Derek lewis loss and then whatever it was he straightened out he came back looking incredible but i think he, even he had a moment of that where you lose a fight and your confidence is just shaken even though he wasn't undefeated when he lost you know what i mean it's one of those things Fight yeah. you can it can shake you and and some guys i think some fighters the the air of invincibility is really a part of what they do
5: yeah, I mean, listen, he's gotta he's gotta keep his confidence, but uh, you know, it, I want to see what's next for him, man. I see him he's dancing in his in his hotel room and looks like he's hitting Asian massage massage places. He's a funny guy, Sugar Sean O'Malley. So I love him for the sport, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. of Marlon Vera now. Sure, you know what I mean. So listen, it's exciting times, my Jimmy. All right, you want to uh, plug anything? We had a hell of a show. Well, Matt.
2: I know that you're a very big uh, Chip Chipperson fan. And I'll just say that there are chipchipperson.com is now open and Chip is selling merchandise and shirts and mugs. So Matt, if you want one, I'll make sure that uh, Chip sends you a mug. Well,
5: Jimmy, I will take that mug. and I'll drink out of it. I like to see a little (laughs) face, even if it's weird. Uh, Also, listen, I'm back on cameo. So I like that. I've been giving out some nice shout outs. And That's great. Right? Birthday wishes and stuff like that. I have fun with that. I do too. I, I love my people. And I love the UFC Unfiltered Army. And Jimmy, you know how I feel about you. So that goes on. You know, I don't have to say that.
0: I will talk to you in a couple days, my
5: Jimmy Bird.
2: Have a good one, buddy.
5: Goodbye, everyone.